Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. So at risk of sounding like we're beating a dead horse, I, I think I think I'm gonna f- I feel like talking about GameStop again. <laughs> yeah, especially now that I'm in it. Yeah, and <clears throat> now you're in it to win it. it. It's you can't. The thing is, is it like you can't? I can't really ignore it. You know, it's like it's definitely the elephant in the room. The mainstream media tries to ignore it. I mean. You know what's so interesting is while it was, um, at one point while it was skyrocketing. I just want to say my wife's going to kill me. Yeah, good thing she didn't listen to the podcast. No kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> you about to buy more? I just put $500 into my account. <laughs> He's about to buy more, folks. You heard it here first. I mean, the market hasn't opened yet, but... <clears throat> Here in about an it hour and a half. By, by the time we finish this yeah. podcast. I mean, you could put a limit order in um, uh, for pre-market hours and purchase pre-market if you <laughs> really wanted to. Well, I mean, being the fact that I'm $153 in the negative right now. <clears throat> Might as well. Yeah. At, at this least point, the amount that I'm already in the negative, why not? Come yeah. on, let's go. At this point, why not? You know? It, this is... And, and I, I mentioned it in, a, in the uh, previous podcast. I think it was uh, last week's episode. I said, you know, you can't lose money if you don't sell at a loss. I mean, I mean so at that point, so, so then you're, you're faced with two decisions. Well, what do I do? Do I just hold and wait till it goes up? Or you can average down, and that leverages your position a little bit better. So why not? Yeah. Why I mean, not? it's just money, you know? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This coffee is hot. I think I've discovered, I think I've figured out why McDonald's makes their coffee so unbearably hot. Why is that? Because their coffee tastes terrible. So they, <laughs> they just want to like burn your taste buds off with the first sip so no one realizes that their coffee actually tastes terrible. I don't know how they make such bad coffee. For make, like literally everything else they make is good. Like it tastes good. What's up? I don't with, know if it's good for you, but no, it's no, good. it's definitely not good for you. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's anything healthy at McDonald's. Whenever they started offering salads, I was like, "What? What? That doesn't make any sense." You, you, salads, McDonald's. You, you go to you don't go to McDonald's for a salad. That's like that's like going for to a prostitute for a hug. You know, <laughs> you, you go to McDonald's. That's a bad idea. You go to McDonald's to get a Big Mac, or in the case e- of like even just getting a hug from a prostitute, you might get something. Yeah. Other than the hug. Yeah. Um, even even my son knows to get Big Macs. You know, he get he gets two Big Macs. What I say? What I say about joining in on the podcast? There's a reason I didn't set a mic up for you. Anyhow, um, mm, yeah. I mean, it's bearable. Like there's the thing is about coffee. Like, I, there's bad coffee. Yeah, but. Uh, most of the time, you can still drink it. It has, has, has the right effect. It's got caffeine in it, so that's, that's what I need. Um, so 
So what's interesting about the mainstream media is that um, whenever it ran up again from 40, like up to 180, seemingly overnight, um, there's crickets in the media. Like no, no one was talking about it. They're just completely ignoring it. And then the second, the second it like takes a downturn is all over the media. Oh, GameStop's, you know, GameStop's tanking again. It's like, um, where, where were you whenever there was like, um, a thousand percent gains or whatever, well, not a thousand percent, but it was like 400% gains in a day. Like where, why weren't you re- reporting on that? <clears throat> so I just wanted to let you know that, uh. Keith, John, and Wesley, all three friends of mine, uh, I went ahead and added you to a group, so now uh, you're in, this, in the group. We, we constantly are texting back and forth. Okay. Wes sends some interesting, funny pictures. Keith sends some uh, interesting, funny memes. Hmm. John, most of the time he's quiet. Oh, okay. Same with me. Um, but I got a feeling you'll you'll be right up the same alley with Keith, <coughs> sending some interesting, funny memes. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of memes and meme stocks and stuff, I was up early this morning because I, for whatever reason, just woke up randomly at two thirty, and I was like, "Well, I guess I guess it's time to research." So, what happened yesterday? Now, here's the the downside to this uh, podcast is that uh, we're ahead of schedule on our recording, so where this is going to be releasing a couple weeks after. So, I mean... We're really ahead? Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah. Well, whenever we weren't recording, we just weren't able to release anything. But I don't know... I don't know how it worked out somehow. We're we're ahead. I think you forgot to push one. Uh, maybe. Because <clears throat> we're ahead by two weeks now. So, so by the time you'll be listening... So. Yeah, I, it's right on the... It's just, right. just release them. Yeah, release them all. Yeah, just release just, them all. Just release them. Seeing we're we're ahead, anyways. Just release them. All right. Well, there you go, folks. We won't be this far, that far ahead of schedule. You'll get some special. Uh, you'll have a special week where you'll get several podcasts all at once. <laughs> <clears throat> Brought to you by Tyler <clears throat> with Witness Security. Um. So okay. So we My won't be. Was all the way down. So. <laughs> <laughs> This is the man that's bringing you more podcasts, folks. The guy who can't zip his up up his zipper. It's a it's a habitual what's, problem. What's funny is I moved my. You know how whenever you sit down your your uh, your pants, the, the zipper portion <clears throat> kind of bunches up in a yeah weird deal. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> I moved it out of the way and my thumb went inside my bridges and I'm like, nope, <laughs> that's not zipped up. <laughs> I mean, it, it is on more than one occasion that at church I have to tell you you need to zip your pants up. Not anymore, because you don't go to church. I, well, I well, do. not at Eastland. Not at your church. Yeah. <clears throat> but, Jerk. yeah. So so now, without me there, who knows? He's probably just walking around with his fly down all day long. Yep. Does, does Has literally the anybody... The good thing is, is I normally put my uh, junk back into my britches. That's a good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't just walk with... <laughs> Walk, walk around. Willy-nilly. Just willy, <laughs> willy-nilly there. <laughs> flopping around at church and stuff, you know. There's, there's children attend there. Goodness. Put it away, Tyler. No, is, is, do you, is anybody else ever, 
at church said, hey, man, zip your pants up. No, I mainly just left it down so that I would get to talk to you. <laughs> it was, it's, a, it's an icebreaker. It's small talk. instead. Of, Only you, though. Instead of being like, hey, man, what's up? It's, you know. Hey, your fly's down. Just, yeah, hey, dude. Uh, why don't you uh, X, Y, Z there, buddy? No, the... Uh, <clears throat> I feel like I feel like if you don't have anybody in your life that can tell you that your pants are unzipped, then you don't really have good friends. What's funny is even on Robinhood now, GameStop's earning earnings went whiff, but retail traders faithful even as Roaring Kitty points to two million dollar paper loss. Yeah. So here's the thing um, that I've been looking into. For one, the the earnings call wasn't negative. It was overall positive. So, because they saw, I mean, they didn't see losses per se. Um, and this is quarter four, by the way, which is, um, which for their quarter four, it ended January 31st. But it was closing out a year of terrible, terrible, a terrible year for retail in general, for anyone. And they're in the midst of a transformation. They talked about how many stores they're closing. They talked about, you know, what they're, what they're doing it, overall it was positive it wasn't like they blew no one no one was expecting the earnings to be blown out of the water like no one expected that everyone knew that quarter four of 2020 wasn't going to be a, a high earnings quarter for um any retailer um especially a brick and mortar retailer that's in the process of trans transforming to an e-commerce company so um so the 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 earnings call was actually relatively positive um, and, and that's not even looking at it with rose colored, colored glasses. Like I tried to remove myself from the equation, like my personal biases from the equation. Whenever I look, listen to it, I'm like, yeah, this is, I mean, that's, that's to be expected coming out of a tough year. That's, um, that's actually not that bad. They're showing, they're not showing, you know, extreme losses or anything. They, they're showing the, the, the thing is they, they had profit. They made profit. It wasn't as much profit as 2019, or as the previous quarter or whatever, like it was, I think there, I think the number came out to be like 20%. Uh, their profits were down 20%, hmm. but it could be worse. Their profits could be down 150%. They could be losing money, but they yeah. weren't. Anyhow, so beyond that also, um, so have you ever heard of a, a 10K um, report? No, I've heard an 8K. Because that's what Zom got yesterday. So um, uh, GameStop did a 10K, um, and it, it sounds like a long run, but don't worry, <coughs> it wasn't that long. No, they they, uh, they did this uh, they did this 10K uh, report, which um, I mean that's really good for gamers, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it. <clears throat> um, but no, I, I um, so I, I just discovered that 10Ks even existed anyways, uh, like this I morning. Even, I don't even know what the 10K is. So, so it's some report. Let's explain that. Okay. So let's, uh, let me real quick grab the, uh, grab like a, a, a definition of a... Give, uh, give me some schooling, Matt. Um, let's see... A Form 10-K is an annual report required by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that gives a comprehensive summary of a company's financial performance. So it's basically a, um, you know, them given, they have to, they have to send this um, 10-K form in to the SEC 
to basically give them an overall rundown of the financial health of the company. So that way, the it's kind of like a, you know, here's some things going on with our company, you know, just so the SEC is aware, like there's no, you know, so, you know, it's, so what's interesting in this 10K is, um, uh, let's see, okay, so what's interesting in this 10K is in the 10K, you have the uh, the company GameStop itself um, saying that that they believe that there could be a short squeeze. Okay, so for for everyone who's saying um, there's no short squeeze going to happen, like why would games? So this is what a GameStop says. Um, a short squeeze due to a sudden increase in demand for shares of our Class A common stock that largely exceeds supply has led to and may continue to lead to extreme price volatility in shares of our Class A common stock. Okay? They're saying that because they're saying that there is... that that there is an... that there's, their shares have been shorted more so than there are shares available. <clears throat> so... So that 10K is very interesting because the, 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 the company that, you know, has these stocks that's a little bit more um, aware than what, um, than what your average Joe would be is saying that they have been, it's been shorted. It's been shorted more so than there is available float, meaning that there will be a short squeeze. Also, another thing, too, is like, why, if it's already been shorted, why so much effort is being put in to not only put out bad articles, but also to drive the stock price down? Why put so much effort if you've if if the shorts have been covered? Like what what do you care? You know, and and it's a lot of money too. It's costing millions of dollars to do these short ladder attacks. It ain't cheap. You know, I mean you're talking you're talking about how. You know, it's like, oh, oh man. It sure is. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking about how it's like, oh, man, it's, it's, my wife's going to kill me. I'm about, about to buy two two shares. Like like that, Like, that. But that doesn't even move the needle in comparison to what they have to do in order to drive it down. This downward pressure costs millions of dollars that they're losing. Like, it's not, it's not it, like they're, they're selling at losses in order to drive the price down. So... So that being said, um, there's no, there's no, there's no telling where this is going. It really isn't. And also, you know, it's real curious. As someone saw on some uh, some data that I have no access to, uh, I think it's one of Fidelity's um, uh, level two um, terminals with the level two data that showed that there were um, uh, six hundred something million shares ordered uh put placed on a limit order uh let me try and let me try and find this exact number um da, 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 da. where did it go okay ah here here we are nope where'd you go goodness gracious 634 million share order to buy, a buy order at 18202 634 million shares ordered to be purchased at 182.02. So yesterday, there are there aren't even 634 million shares available. I saw on 
I saw on Robinhood that they had um, a deal. This was on Reddit that I uh, saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone purchased, I think it was $2 million worth of shares. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, it's not near as much as whoever that one was. Yeah, that's about $115 billion share order. $115 billion with a B, give or take. So, so here's my, here's here's what's interesting about that data. If if that order is real, six hundred thirty four million shares which aren't available, who who would be placing an order like that? Maybe how, maybe, how could they make an order like that? It won't they won't fill. Just like so, if you purchase like say I don't know if you've ever had a limit order not fill all the way. I have. You know I go and like um, have a limit order set at X price or whatever to purchase 10 shares and I've had like three shares purchased but it couldn't fill the other seven because the price went back up again before it so could do fill. you set whenever you're uh, selling do you have your uh, your set price uh, already done set ready to go as soon as it hits that specific price that you want it to sell at do you leave that like in general there? like in general well like in GameStop do you ha- I don't have a limit I, order right now on GameStop I've seen multiple people on GME uh, saying that they're going to um, set or reset their price to $999,999, yeah. which pro- is dumb to me. If, like myself, if I'm holding, I'm holding. Yeah. Well, so the way and I see it... There, a lot of them... I'm gonna hold, and I'm I'm never selling, even if it gets to whatever price. Which is, it's, that's not true. They're, they'll they if, they're if the gonna shares sell. were at a million or ten million a share, they're dude, selling. Of course, they're selling. They're selling everything yeah. they have. <laughs> and that's why I, I, I mean, look at keep, it. They may keep. I one. myself, I haven't. Um, I've never on anything that I've done except for Doge. I did that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never set a uh, limit price to sell. I've set it to buy, but I've never set one to sell. I have um, on Sundial, I, I set a limit. Because the thing is about market order selling <clears throat> is if you sell at market price, it, it's too, like, especially on a volatile stock, you never know what, you, you know, what you're going to get. Now, most well, of the like, time, yeah. Like uh, the, the hedge funds did, they pushed it to um, drop a certain amount to where a bunch of people sold accidentally. Yeah, it hit their, hit their trailing stop limit order or their stop limit order that was in. Because you know, they can see that data. They, they're aware of it. Not only can they see it, but it, that, that information is also being sold to them. Like everything about your trades is being sold to them by Robinhood. Not just Robinhood. People like to make Robinhood out to be like this terrible bad guy. It's not just them, too. Fidelity. Weeble, Weeble did it. Weeble, Fidelity. Because like, pe- even Fidelity. People talk like Fidelity is like this blameless thing. But the, Fidelity put, um, uh, they, they sell your information. There's no such thing as free trading. Like, there's no such thing as anything free. Just like you get on Google and you're using Google, they're just they're selling all of your information. I told you Wes leaves uh, weird, <clears throat> funny memes. So the um, <laughs> the um, yeah, who who's uh, who's saying hey Matt? That's Wes. Oh, that's West. Oh, yeah. Should guessed with the West Virginia area code. Um, anyhow, so the um, 
so what I would like for right now, I can't set a limit order to sell my GameStop because if I wanted to set it, like uh, Robinhood's not going to let me set it at a million dollars. Like they won't let you set it when it's too far out away. Like I, I think the most they'll let you do is a hundred percent of the current value. It's like a hundred, like or you know, or two hundred percent of the current value. So in that there. case, why set one? Well, for now, I'm not going. <coughs> now, when especially considering it's going to be a short squeeze, we, we have a, sh- a short squeeze is going to last days. Like we'll see the peak, we'll know when it's starting to come down. Once we see the peak, instead of I'm not going to sell on the way up, I'm going to sell on the way down. Because then I will for sure. I'd, I'd rather take eighty percent of the top than miss it, like sell too early on the way up, and then realize that I haven't. That it's it hasn't still peaked. going. Yeah. Because wouldn't it suck if I was like, all right, I'm going to sell at 5000 a share. All right, baby. Yeah. All right. Lots of money. And then. It goes to 6000 like 7000 Well, a week later, it's like, you know, 30000 or 100000 a share. You know, it would, man, that would, that would be the worst. Right. So don't sell. I, I wouldn't sell on the way up. <clears throat> but once it gets up there, then, yeah, I can set a limit order to sell. Uh, basically set a stop limit. So that way, you know, as it comes, if it comes down 20% or 15% or whatever, it sells, right? Um, and the reason, the thing is you have to set a limit order because if you sell, because if you sell, if you set a limit order, it's basically your asking price and they need to cover not only did, so if that number is real, 634 million shares that some hedge fund is attempting to now start buying because they got margin called. That means that they have to buy everyone's shares like nine times over. <laughs> like they can't. It's not just you know, <clears throat> they they buy up they, they buy all of the float and then everybody who holds a share. Well, like so when when did that supposedly get pushed? That order is for today. <clears throat> that order was that order was put through. Um, the, I, I guess last night. Middle or Middle of the night, last yeah. night or something. Yeah. So if. Like, I, if I try and purchase shares right now, uh, that's not happening. No, you probably would still be able to. Because here's the thing is, if you get sold a share, regardless if it's a fake share, a synthetic share, whatever you want to call it, you're still owed that share. It's the seller's responsibility to come up with that share. The buyer gets gets what they get. <clears throat> so, do you, do you think GameStop is sitting there you know, just <coughs> kind of kicking back and going, "The, I mean, that that the shareholders are going to have more of the pie than guys like Ryan Cohen." And well, I mean, see, that's not the case because, like, Ryan Cohen owns like um, millions of shares. I think I think he owns like two million shares or something. Well, I mean, if in that case, this. Whoever this person is that bought six million or whatever, I'm trying to remember what how much Ryan Cohen, um, like he paid. Um, I think he paid something like like it, it, already GameStop has made him made him a billion like billions already because he bought a buttload of shares, um, pretty early on. There is an article about him somewhere. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. It makes you wonder. <clears throat> it makes you wonder how people kind of like Ryan Cohen, how they have their knowledge to where they 
they know when to jump in at the right time. I mean, like that roaring kitty guy. Uh, he or his name is Keith Gill, I think. Yep, Keith Gill. <clears throat> um, obviously, they do their due diligence, but to know that a specific stock is going to ride up and just go sky high like GameStop did there for a little bit, you got to wonder how they know that a specific shock, a specific shock, a specific stock is going to go somewhere. Because, I mean, there there's a lot of stocks out there that they you would think that they're going to do better because they're billion-dollar companies. <clears throat> I mean, such as Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Why well, isn't that one running up versus GameStop? Well, because of the way that... Well, so this is basically... This was basically what piqued the attention of people like Keith Gill, and, uh, and, and which is kind of basically the OG who, who blew the whistle on this whole thing, is he saw... Con- consistent short positions being taken out on GameStop, like consistent. Now here's the deal: if so, hedge fund companies were trying to push <clears throat> GameStop under. Oh yeah, for years they've been taking short interest uh, positions on GameStop, and and it's and it got to the point where because here once once you take a short position out that is larger than the actual float, then you put yourself in a vulnerable position for a short squeeze. But they kept doing it because they're greedy. They kept. In fact, realistically, this was the the uh, the mindset of the hedge funds is they were never going to have to cover because it was just going to drive GameStop into bankruptcy, and if GameStop goes away, then they don't have to they don't have to buy any shares, and that's what they've been attempting to. Well, now that that ship has sailed because no matter what comes of this whole situation, GameStop is on the track to be, you know, a, a very successful company. Um, they have they have definitely turned around and they've gained global attention um oh yeah so um so whenever people you know people are you know super nerdy into it looking into it like keith gill did and he saw that the short interest was way up there like it was more than a hundred percent of the float and then you know he was like well this has a potential for a squeeze and also i think at the time when keith gill originally purchased in i think i think shares were at like four bucks a share or something so he he paid you know he still paid a substantial sum of money he he bought 50,000 shares that's that's a lot of money but already on that first run up in january he sold some shares to take profit and he made 13 million dollars hmm. and then after the congressional hearing whenever they the the congress basically dared him to buy more they're like so you think 40 dollars is an attractive price like you so you think you would buy at 40 dollars a share and he said, and you know, Keith Gill said, I think that's an attractive price. And he put his money where his mouth was because, like, two days later, he um, <clears throat> he tweeted that he spent, you know, he just bought fifty thousand more shares at forty bucks a share. Yeah, he's sitting somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, um, yeah, profiting. You know, like I think. I think right about now he's still like twenty six million in the positive or something like that. <clears throat> Golly. Yeah, he's making a lot of money off of this. And and that's and and he thinks like he's confident about this. And he's a lot smarter than I am. 
And he's been looking into this for years as well. Like, whereas I'm just kind of, I'm still catching up on, on what's, you know, on, on what's going on versus, you know, what he's been, he's been in GameStop since like 2019. So, um, so I, I, you kind of have to like trust the expert in the matter, honestly, at this point. And he's basically the expert in the matter. Yeah. And a smart guy like Ryan Cohen, <clears throat> you know, if he came in and he bought in at, you know, thinking that the company was undervalued and bought a substantial, bought enough shares to become a board member of the company um, and think that, you know, think that he's going to be able to turn this company around, he's pretty confident in his ability. You know, Ryan Cohen's 35. You know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, like, he's like our age. Well, I say our age. He's like your age. But he's just like a a little bit older than you. I'm still in my 20s, so. For about one more month. Um, Yeah, so. Like, there's too much evidence that points me into the direction of thinking that it's going to skyrocket. In fact, and it may be today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe a month from now. But the reality is, is the money that I've got in GameStop, I can, you know, I can sit on it for a while. I could, I could wait till next year. If, you know, if, if, I think it was, yeah, as Warren Buffett said, that the stock market is a vehicle to transfer wealth from the impatient to the patient. Basically meaning whoever can wait it out longer is going to win. Yeah. You know. I can see that. Commander <clears throat> myself, <clears throat> there's been sh- some shares that, or some stocks rather, that I, uh, I'd been watching, like GameStop, uh, Zom, both. I've been watching, and, but I, I just didn't have the funds to throw at it at that specific point. And, I mean, when it comes to stocks, you always hear the people say, I, and you you can read it on Reddit and stuff. They'll say, "Yeah, I, I threw such and such amount of, amount of money because if I lose it, I lose it. Not not a huge deal." Yeah. Every dollar counts right now for me. Yeah. So. Well, and this is what like that's that's what's honestly it prevented me from making any money off the stock market is because any time that I had money in. You know, I, I, it, it would either be an inconsequential amount of money because I didn't want to lose anything. Right. Or I wouldn't be able to keep it in there long enough to make money because, you know, I didn't, it wasn't expendable income. So uh, with the one exception of the rule, and that was whenever I spent, put $50 into Tesla because that was an inconsequential amount of money I thought um, wouldn't really even make me any real money, but turned out that, you know, Tesla went from, like I thought I might could double it and make a hundred, you know, turn it into a hundred dollars. Tesla turned it into four hundred dollars for me, so that was very nice of Elon Musk to do so for me. <clears throat> Which, by the way, Tesla is like really low right now um, in comparison to what it has been, and I think it's going to explode uh, not long after GameStop does. <clears throat> Probably a quarter later, it'll be crazy because they're. Think about this, man. If suddenly people become very wealthy, a lot of people are going out and buying Teslas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think, not not to mention, um, very, very, very soon, they're going to have their electric uh, semi-trucks on the road. Um, and once those go into production, like, 
right now, like they're back ordered, like major, like large trucking companies are, have, have pre-ordered like fleets of these trucks. Yeah. They've pre-ordered fleets of these trucks. Thing is, don't they want to wait for the books <clears throat> to be worked out? Nope. Not, not these. What do you think about it? If you are a trucking company, what is your biggest expense? It's, it's, be, yeah, besides the cost of the, the equipment to purchase, your, your biggest moving expense, your, your, uh, what, what I would call your, um, uh, your rolling expense, your per mile expense is fuel. It's the biggest one. Wes asked, uh, asked me to ask you a question about the George Washington <clears throat> Bridge mm-hmm. in, uh, New York. New York. Yeah. How much does it cro- cost to cross that in a semi? Um, last time that I crossed it in a semi, it cost like 90 bucks. Yeah, he said he has an easy pass that <clears throat> he didn't really know. Yeah. But uh, he goes, I'm pretty positive it's over $100 to cross yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I used to drive the that Northeast region. That is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it so stinking expensive to Bec- cross it? Because of corruption and because in in this it's the toll. The thing is about tolls. Tolls are tolls are realistically like they're they're criminal, man. Like it's it's like hey, in order to use these roads that were paid for by taxpayer dollars, we're going to incorporate an additional tax. Just like our turnpike here in Oklahoma that was the toll was supposed to go away after it got after the road after the turnpike got paid for by the toll. And then the turnpike did get paid for by the toll, and they're like, well, we also need maintenance on it, so let's have it continue, we'll continue to have a toll, and so, you know, it's, tolls have only gone up since, since the, uh, you know, since the turnpike was built, and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's more stinking toll roads than there used to be. I got surprised last year whenever I drove out to uh, Arkansas, Um, went out to Arkansas, and I didn't know like there was not a route that I could take that didn't involve a toll if I was coming up, you know, going up on the like I'd have to take I forty or something like like I'd have to go down south and head head into Arkansas that way, versus taking the uh, you know taking four twelve out there, because used to be, you know, I forty four had uh, you know has that toll up you know going up to uh, Missouri, mm-hmm. but if you keep on trucking down to four twelve and head into northeast Ar- or northwest Arkansas. Um, you could not, you wouldn't be paying a toll going that re- direction. And then, a, you know, there's suddenly I see like signs for a toll and I'm like, I must be on the wrong highway. Um, I'm like, how did I end up on the toll road? And turns out, you know, if you're going that direction, you can't avoid paying a toll. <clears throat> it's really annoying. Um, and, the, and, you know, they, they charge more for trucks and, you know, more axles because they'll say, well, you know, bigger bigger vehicles cause more, you know, damage, so they should pay a larger, um, they should pay a larger share of that price. But already as it is, trucks are taxed to, a, like, tr- the transportation industry is taxed to oblivion, man. Like, there's taxes on every, you should have seen the registration, uh, my, my, um, uh, my registration book, where all of my licensing permits, my permit book, it looked like a stinking phone book. It's a big binder, about this thick. Um, he says on an audio platform that no one can see, um, it's, it's probably about three or four inches thick pretty easily. And it had all of my registrations because each state has their individual things. Like, so you have to pay a special tax just to drive in New York. You have the New York hut sticker, the highway use tax sticker. 
So if you ever look on the side of a semi truck and you see random, you know, stickers on it, those are all there's a tax behind every single one of those stickers on the side of the cab. You have your IFTA tax, which is your international or your uh, interstate fuel tax, um, where you have to pay taxes on for every mile you drive in that specific state. And if you don't purchase, um, if you don't purchase fuel in that state, so say you, because so you know one could say, oh well, the, you you just you know are paying to pay taxes on the uh, on the fuel or whatever to help. Well, a semi truck can drive through an entire state without purchasing fuel. And so you have to track the miles you drive in that state. And if you don't purchase fuel in that state, then you get to pay a tax on that for every state you drive in. Mm. Um, uh, so that way everyone gets their fair share. And, and, but, you know, if you're driving a, a Yukon or whatever, you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to pay that tax. The semi-trucks do for some reason, though. It's really weird. There, there's a tax for, like, everything. You have the... Um, and then you have the toll bridges uh, and toll roads, and semi trucks just get the crap taxed out of them. <clears throat> uh, that's why transportation industries are really slim profit margin. Uh, uh, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities to assume. Like if if I looked at Swift Transportation, the largest you know trucking company in America. Um, actually, I think they're the largest trucking company in the world, um, and they're the largest transportation company in America, or at least they were a few years ago. Um, if I looked at their profit losses and saw that they had a 3% profit margin, I wouldn't be surprised. And I would almost honestly say well, that, that co- the company's doing well, you know, 3% profit margin. That is a slim margin to work off of. Um, because it's, you know, it's all about commodities, you know, it, it's it, things being transported, you know, it, it all goes to the, the lowest, you know, the lowest bidder. And so, and, and every, it, it's, a uh, it's it's a difficult industry, honestly, and then we and then you know people, the uh, legislators see that, uh, see trucking industries transportation, as a as a cash cow that they can keep milking, and they can just keep on milking it, because the reality is is like, you know, it's like well we don't want to pay those taxes. Okay, well then you can't drive in our state, and which means you can't make money. <clears throat> And when you only have 3% profit margin, pro, yeah, when your profit margins are 3%, you really can't afford to be losing business or money in any particular area. So, um, uh, did, did you see uh, GMs coming out with a new truck? Mm-mm. That they're, um, they're <clears throat> the sidewalls on the bed of the truck uh-huh. fold down to a flatbed? Oh, no, I did not see that. And not only can they fold down to a flatbed, but they can fold down all the way to uh, the side of the wheel wells. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. Huh. Uh, I got to pull it up. I saw it last night, and I was like, now that is slick. I don't I don't have any uh, use for it, but um, somebody would. GM's new truck. You know, instead of GM coming up with fancy tailgates and truck bedsides, maybe they should actually um, consider um, building a new power plant because they've been running the same power train <coughs> since freaking two thousand and two. Supposedly, it's only going to cost nine thousand dollars too. I don't know how. What's only going to cost nine thousand dollars? The truck. The truck supposedly. Says who? No. That's what they're saying. Who's, what type of crack are they smoking? 
GM is not selling a $9,000 truck. I don't know. That's what... Was it hamster wheel powered or something? <laughs> it, it, for some reason, has uh, Asian wording on it. Oh, which... he, yeah. So, first off, that's not a full-size pickup. No, it's not. It's a mini electric vehicle. Okay. Like, it's it's basically like a... It, it's a mini truck, which they... Um, yeah. That's... um. That's not like a for road use type pickup. Like it probably could be street legal, <clears throat> but it's supposed to. It's like for doing like farm work. Like it's no different than like a, a gator or a mule. Actually, realistically, it's like the um um yeah. No, I don't need more coffee. I'll just be needing to pee every five minutes if I continue to drink more coffee. Um, <clears throat> well, at some point or another, I've got. I've got to go work, and I can't be spending all my day peeing. Um, there's a truck. Um, You're going to be out on a farm, so. Yeah, that's true. But whipping, it's, whipping it out is not a big deal. The well, only thing they're going to see is cows, right? Well, no. See, the problem is, is like out, out there, it's like open pasture. There's not a whole lot of cover. Um, so <laughs> it's just like out in the middle of a field. Well, um, in that case, you just go behind your truck. Well, my, behind the ranger. My truck is like, you. it's going to be a ways away. A long walk. Yeah, but your your Ranger will be right there. My mule. I don't have a whatever. Mule. I don't have a Polaris. What, do you think I'm made of money? <clears throat> well, you do have GameStop, so yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why I'm not driving a Lamborghini right now. Um, no. So this that's actually kind that's of that's what cracks me <clears throat> up about that whole GME. Everybody's like, yeah, when we when we all get our Lambos. Yeah. Whatever. Lambos <laughs> are food stamps. That's that's the thing. Um, Man, there's some people that are so stupid with this whole. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my whole paycheck in, and uh, I found out that I can, I can pretty much uh, forego paying my cell phone bill, and I can forego <laughs> paying my internet bill for three months, and I can forego paying my, my car bill, and for three months, and yeah. Would you think this GameStop's going <clears throat> to a million in the next three months? That, that's the thing is like. I think it could, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet the farm on it. You know, people are, (laughs) yeah, there are people like betting the farm on it. Like (laughs) there's a lot of people that are going to go broke doing this. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the reason why, because the reason why I don't have, you know, a thousand shares right now is because I didn't want to, I wanted to put in an amount of money that I could be comfortable just sitting on and waiting that's, that's part of the reason why I have uh, trouble buying in, and I did have trouble buying into uh, GameStop like I did, because I was sitting there going, well, one, I like my life the way it is. I really like not having my wife mad at me. And so getting up in the morning, giving her a hug and a kiss before I leave, that that sounds like a really good thing, and I don't want to screw that up. And so I really didn't want to just dump a good, good amount of money in it. Now I'm about to dump. Rachel's not listening. No. <laughs> another five hundred. <laughs> another five hundred in as of this morning. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's, that's my butt. My butt's a little puckered right now. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, I mean, at this, at, right now it's on sale. It's <laughs> the way I see it. And I so realistic. Are you, you going to buy more today? I I really wanted to badly yesterday. 
Uh, so what did you buy it last night or yesterday? Or... I, d- I didn't yesterday. Yesterday I didn't buy a single share. That was the first day in a while that I hadn't bought any GameStop. I, I, I started this whole situation out with one share in the first well, run up. That's the way we all started out. Yeah. Well, like I didn't, I didn't just like go and buy, you know, 10 shares all at once. I just bought the one. And then, you know, before I know it, I turn around and it's like, goodness, GameStop is, I, I think it's literally more than 60% of my portfolio. Um, let's see, where, what's my diversity in this? It's 58% of my par- portfolio. <laughs> so, some, pe- some people call me a chump over, over there on Reddit. They'd say, if GameStop isn't 100% of your portfolio, you're not doing life right, <laughs> which I don't recommend. I, I've got uh, Zom is forty eight percent of my portfolio, and uh, GameStop is fifty one percent. Oh, now, actually, I think I sold my <coughs> Zom, my Zoomedica. I did. I, I also have. Did. I also have uh, on Weeble one hundred percent of my portfolio at we on Weeble is AMC, and yeah. I'm still. Uh, well, it's down to ten dollars and eighty cents. So, yeah. Well, the whole market was bleeding yesterday. Oh, bad. Yeah. Like everything is down. In fact, I was just trying to look. I was just, we were just before we started. I was looking through my. I was like, you're like, is anything green? It's <laughs> not my portfolio. It isn't. <laughs> um, and I had to look through a watch. I had to look through my watch list to try on, and find a green stock on Anchor USD. <laughs> that app. I've got uh, um, five thousand one hundred thirty-eight shares of uh, Dogecoin. Which was three hundred dollars. Now it's down to two hundred and ninety. Which it'd be nice if that came back up. Uh, yeah. Which as of this morning, it's up versus last night. I was down to seven twenty in my account total. Yeah, I'm still trying to. I'm still uh, working on figuring out the uh, cryptocurrencies. I've like, actually got a video. Uh, Aaron, my brother, he put. Um, I want to say he said he put. Six or seven hundred, and he's up eight thousand dollars right now. Goodness gravy! Uh, the a friend of Rocky's, which is my salesman, um, yeah. he put in four thousand dollars, <throat> and as of uh, yesterday, he was at sixty-one thousand dollars. So I had some spare cash laying around in my investment portfolio because um, GameStop went on sale whenever I bought it. So <laughs> I, was, I had like twenty-three bucks. I was like, huh, let's uh, let's do something with this. And so I bought some Bitcoin. Um, and hey, look at that. Bitcoin's on the, on the, you know, it's this, so this is what's weird about cryptocurrencies. I've noticed that it seems like most of the upward action happens early, early in the morning. Oh, yeah, because it never shuts or it never shuts down. It, it's always going. Uh huh. Yeah. And it seems like it's like in, in central time zone, it seems to like, like right now, it's probably going to peak today and then it's going to dive off. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. I think, uh, I think if I had more time to stare at a ticker all day, you could really make some money with cryptocurrencies day trading it. Um, no, you definitely could. Yeah. But I, uh, like, I think the way that I typically invest is I'm in it, in it for the long game, you know, um, in it to win it. Yeah, I'm in it to win it. Um, no, Lam- Lambos or food stamps. <laughs> that's that's where that's where GameStop is taking thing me. Thing is, with me, I never want to own a Lambo. No, I wouldn't want to either. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend extravagant money on a vehicle, it would be it would be a Tesla. Um, well, even even still, 
I don't want to own a Lambo. I don't want to no. own an extravagant vehicle. I want to own no, I think you 10 should. acres of land. Yeah, there's that. And That's right. Yeah. A nice house. Mm-hmm. I want to build my first house. Or not my first house. I want to build a house. Yeah. And live on that land. And then be able to walk out my back porch and pop a deer, go pick it up, put it in the freezer, call it good, yeah. call it yeah. a day. I mean, you know. Not, not any day of the, of the year. I mean, you're about to have. hunting season. I mean, you're about to have five whole shares of GameStop. I mean, you might, why, why 10 acres, you know? You could get 100 <laughs> acres with that. Five shares, man. I don't know the way some people talk. I'm telling you on Reddit, they're they're they they keep moving that floor up. They're like they're like 20 million is the new floor. I'm like, holy cow! Are floor, you? yeah, that's the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, the floor is under you. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, again, like I said, theoretically, we're sitting on the floor. Theoretically, the price could be whatever people ask because because like I said, if that especially if that guy bought six million shares, <clears throat> or yeah, if that order is in for for no not 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 six million six hundred million shares. Six hundred thirty four million shares. That is like nine times the float. That means wow. that that means that everyone's shares have to be bought like and then and then and then some. Like how many shares are available? Right now? Um I don't know. I think the float is like um let's see. Um, see, is it like a, a Rose Bowl you know, this parade is, float? This is something that's weird, I feel like. Um, uh, let's see. What I feel is weird... When are we going to take a break? Oh, so I, I don't know. Take a leak. Oh, uh, we probably should take a, a break here in a second once I find this information. Um, so I feel like the, the, uh, the, the market is strange, like in a sense that like... Um, so the float is 45 million shares. There are 45 million available shares. Since we've been here, by the way, GameStop has gone down a dollar. Yeah, well, it's it's like pre pre market. Like hardly anybody can hardly anybody can buy right now. So but it's, the thing is, though, Germany somehow on, on GameStop or the GME yeah, subreddit, Germany somehow can buy in. Because it's traded in the German market, in the Frankfurt market. It's traded in the New York. from here? Yeah, it's, but, but, it, but it reflects the same price. So it's traded in German market hours, the Frankfurt. So uh, the, talk, the stock ticker over there is like G2C or S or something like that. <clears throat> um, it's traded in the German market. So there, the German market opens at, I think, 8 a.m. and closes at, uh, uh, and closes at like 4 p.m. their time which they're seven hours ahead of us. Um, they, they were eight hours ahead of us, but they don't have daylight savings time. So this is also, why do I know these things? <laughs> because I've been nerding out on, <clears throat> on the stock market. It's, it's GameStop, man. <laughs> like, why, why do I know what time the German market's open? <laughs> um, if you would ask me that, if you would ask me that a couple so, months ago, I'd be like, again, the German has, Germany has a market. <laughs> did you find out how many shares? 45 million. The float is 45 million right now. That means, so. Um, and they've got 600 million? If, and that's the thing, is like, if, if that, that's real. If that order is real, and if that's what, like, someone accidentally pushed the wrong button over there at the hedge funds and revealed their hand, then um, that means, uh, let's see, uh, 634 divided by 45. That means they'd have to buy every share in the like they'd have to they'd have to buy 
the the float 14 times over. Well, that sounds great to me. <clears throat> and that's the thing is if, if 45 million shares just all of a sudden get bought and the float goes away, then it literally like at that point, at that point, it would it would it would just take off. It would skyrocket at that point, and then, and then the price would be whatever people are set it would set their their sell limit to. If they set their sell limit, if so, this is the way that the best to explain it. If there are no shares available, and now they've got five hundred ninety million shares that they still have to buy because they bought all of the float, then they have to buy at whatever the lowest sell limit is. So let's say there's so say I, I pre market buy. Mm-hmm. And they've also pre-market bought, <clears throat> and say another hundred people. Actually, at this point, another thousand people, million people, pre-market bought. Does everybody still get in at whatever price? If, if your if your sell if your if your order fills, then yeah, um, you could you could probably get in as long as the as long as the price doesn't jump way up above your um above your limit order Hmm. um so so if they so let's say they have 590 million shares to go and there's no shares available then what they'll be doing is they'll be buying at the lowest limit ask so let's say someone's got their sell limit set at a thousand dollars and they're able to buy 10 million shares at that point at a thousand dollars then it goes to the next highest limit order uh sell limit because there is, they have no more, they have to buy more shares. So they, 10 million doesn't cut it. They still have 580 million to buy. So then there's another um, sell wall somewhere at, uh, somewhere at, you know, $3,000 a share at, for 10 million shares. So then they, they buy 10 mo- million more and it just keeps going up and up and up uh, because they have to return these shares at some point, at some point or another. They have to return the shares that they've borrowed. And if they, man, if they shorted this stock, that much that is like you gotta hand it to them that's it's pretty ballsy move but you know the thing is that's actually some people say that it's a ballsy move but the reality is is that they've been so used to being able to win in a rigged game that they don't like they didn't see it as a gamble they saw it as you know this is just business as usual yeah we'll short the crap out of this uh company and you know what we'll do We'll just do our normal, you know, normal, same old, same old, and we'll just drive this company to bankruptcy. And then, you know, what are they going to do? Like, then we don't have to return these shares. You know, at some point or another, they're looking like, hey, man, we're like, we've shorted this thing like 200%. Well, I guess we got to bankrupt the company now, so let's go ahead and do that. They thought they had it in the bag. So, you know, and then and, and here we are I gotta now. i say, this is more fun than uh, than that gummy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing is, I think, like, after this is all over, everything else in the stock You're market... You're going to buy be, some gummies? <laughs> <laughs> no, after this is all over, everything else in the stock market is going to seem so boring. People are going to be like, ha, ah, we only closed 3% up today. Like, 3% gains in a normal well, stock is, would be though, great. Yeah, they're going to... Uh, they, they may do it now with... Uh, GameStop, but they're gonna do it again with something else. I don't know, man. I think hedge funds are like terrified at this point. If they see if they see this ship go down, if they see that ship, the Melvin Capital and uh, and Citadel go down, they're probably gonna be like, yeah, let's maybe let's maybe not short at an unhealthy level. Not to mention that I, I think that if any regulations get made, it'll be in the it'll be against you know hedge funds doing this naked shorting and stuff like that because. The, the, so is there a bunch of 
uh, hedge funds running around naked? Oh, probably at this point. They've got to sell everything, even their pants. <clears throat> yeah. You know what would be a good indicator um, that, that hedge funds are in trouble? And when you start seeing a lot of these executives in these hedge funds getting divorces, because that's how they'll be able to hide their money, they'll get a divorce and, you know, give it... <laughs> Give, give half their money to their wife and be like, oh, I, I only, I don't, I only have this much because, you know, she, she took it all in the divorce. <laughs> um, anyhow, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, discuss some more of this roller coaster that is GameStop. Uh, here is a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Um, <clears throat> I just figured I would uh, real quick... Uh, just do a quick little update on uh, one of the GameStop subreddits. Uh, it, well, a subreddit in GME, um, or the, the subreddit GME within that thread, the daily discussion thread, is uh, someone uh, someone uh, commented just just a, a a fresh minute ago saying a thirty dollar price drop after a, a positive earnings release. Please, apes who held for months didn't collectively decide to exit their position all at once. I'm buying 25 more shares at open to bring me to 135 total because the price is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, man. Like, you can say what you will about any sort of evidence anywhere, but, man, they're they're driving the price down artificially, like very obviously. Like, it's it's transparent. It's, It's possible to see the short attacks. Um, for sure. And so the, you're looking attentively at the cameras. What's going on on the cameras? Uh, nothing yet. I'm, I'm waiting to see us. Oh, we've got four cameras that have been off for about a week and we're trying to <clears throat> oh, okay. get them back up. So, um, so, and, and that's the sentiment, you know, it, it, I, I don't, I think they've run, like they, they're used to being able to manipulate stock prices and they're, they can't figure it out that people are just, you know. And at this point, people are so numb. Like the people that still remain in, the, they saw it plummet from four hundred eighty dollars down to thirty eight dollars a share. So watching it go from, you know, watching it go from like two sixty down to one fifty something in a week is not that scary. In fact, in fact, just yesterday I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm kind of torn. Like I want it to skyrocket, but I almost want to see it down at forty again so I can buy a whole lot more. <laughs> If it went down to 40, I'd buy a lot more. And oh. I really wouldn't care what my wife thought. <clears throat> I mean, at that point, yeah. Why why not? Because fundamentals alone will drive this will drive this stock up above 500 a share. I mean, this is this is my my pessimistic outlook so, is between 500 or is around 500 a share is what it'd trade at. The the more optimistic side I think is normally fundamentals alone should have this trading at 800 to 1000 a share by the end of year. For sure. So uh, you think? So your pessimistic is uh, five hundred to a thousand. Your optimistic is you're thinking it's uh, gonna. No, no, th- no, there's no stopping point. Well, I'm talking about. Not, I'm not talking about short squeeze prices. I'm talking about a realistic price. Yeah, after after the squeeze is over, and it normalizes, I think it'll be trading at least a five hundred a share. And and realistically, it's more likely eight to eight hundred to a thousand. I mean, just think about it. Any oh, other. Yeah. It, it could, it literally could. If it does exactly what you think it is yeah. with uh, it being the next Netflix or yeah, I mean the uh, next Ryan, uh, Amazon. Ryan Cohen's a genius. And I mean, he took, he, he somehow managed to make billions off of dog toys and dog food. Like he, he made a pet supply company, e-commerce. Like 
that's uh, that's something I would have never. You could you could have you could have given me a a, a hundred years, and I would have never come up with something like that. You know, I would have never he even just likes his dog that much. I would have never even thought that it would could possibly what would be, be really funny as if he can't stand animals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny is so um, someone uh, was talking about. There's a news article um, uh, in in Reuters dot com that did uh, that did a piece saying that uh, there was a, a guy who complained about his his order being delayed from GameStop. He emailed them. Ryan Cohen personally called the guy. Ryan Cohen. The billionaire called the guy to apologize and said that he's getting this situation fixed. He refunded him all of his money and was getting the getting his order expedited out to him. And wow. that's the that's the level of so that's why Chewy was so successful is because he put that type of level and attention to detail into customer service, which we have talked about many times on this podcast, how that is a lost and dying art. You, you legitimately, in order to be a, 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 in order to be a successful business in today and in today's day and age, if you have a product and or service that is priced right, that is not all you need. But if you have a product and or service that is priced right, and you have good customer service, which the bar is set very low in today's day and age, you just have to have you know above average customer service, right? And your customers will think you're the greatest in the whole wide world, you know. And that's one thing that Keith and I have tried doing, uh, but what we end up finding is uh, too often, when it comes to employees, they have they they could care less. Yeah, uh, they show up for their paycheck, and now I say that one of my employees is bar none the best tech I've ever hired. Mm-hmm. Well, not just me. Keith and I did. Uh, but either way, uh, best tech we've ever had. And I'm not saying that uh, he's not standing right here. Yeah, uh, he's got a he's, gun to his head right now. <laughs> he is uh, bar none the best tech. And it's because he spent, I want to say, so when he was, he graduated high school and went straight into the factory <clears throat> industry. Mm-hmm. Uh we're doing a, uh, a place right now that they do the exact same thing he used to do. Mm-hmm. Sitting at a machine and just making sure that it cut all the... Uh, it was, it's a machine shop. Yeah. Um, where they're just machining pieces of metal or whatever. And he would just sit there and watch this machine. He goes, I could sit there 20... I think he said he was making 25 an hour. He makes 21 an hour for me. He took a pay cut down to $10 an hour whenever he came on with me so that he could get his license worked at that rate for almost <clears throat> 6 months 6 months very easily 6 months yeah at 10 bucks an hour mhm so that he could get licensed so that he could go out on his own and do what he makes 21 an hour but he loves what he does versus a lot of these people that they'd go and go to a job and all they do <clears throat> is, like at this machine shop, uh, they watch Netflix while they're sitting there doing their job. Now, it it would, he goes, the pay's great. 21, 22, 25 an hour. Yeah. It's great. But you could beat your head against the wall mm-hmm. because you're just so bored. Well, that's what, um, you know, people, um, 
people ask me why I don't, I don't work in aviation anymore. And it's like, I enjoyed working on aircraft, but that's not what I love doing about my job. I love flying. That's what I like doing. I like being part of the air crew and getting to fly missions. That's what I like to do. Or that's what I love to do. And that's why I got out of the Marine Corps, because I wasn't, like, I ha- was going to have to change jobs. And I liked my job. Um, and so, you know, if, if to me, it is worth it to, like, like I, I, I enjoy working on cars. That's not, but that's not what, that's not what drives me. That's not my passion. My passion is owning, like, starting and owning companies. Like, I, I like running companies. It's, like, to me, to take something... Like to where where a job didn't exist, creating a job. I mean, that's where the name of the, the title of this podcast comes from. Making jobs. Like that's what I like to do. I like to make jobs. I, I like to positively impact the economy and local community. <clears throat> um, that's what I like to do. Who's who's at the Keith and Rocky? Oh, <laughs> they're gonna come in talking real loud. Oh yeah, I guarantee like, it. Yeah. Um. But anyhow, so the um, so you know you you took so you take this uh, who, so he hasn't been named CEO. Right. We feel no, like it's, it's according to it's Robin still Hood, it Sherman. Still means George Sherman. Yeah, it's still Sherman. It's eventually going to be though. It's it's kind of expected that that's where it's he's heading. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be likely. But for for now, we know for sure that he's heading up the transformation team. And who better to do it than a guy who um, managed to make an e-commerce company out of nothing. And, um, you know, he sells, you know, selling dog toys and dog food for, you know. Um, I mean, I never, I never thought that, like, because I'd see these ads on Facebook. I never thought that, I was like, well, would someone really be buying stuff for, like, online for their dogs and stuff? Like, is that... I considered it a couple times just because I didn't want to go get in the car and go to <clears throat> yeah. dog food, but I thought, it's going to take it a couple of days to get here, so... Yeah, I mean, that's what, like... got to eat today, so... Yeah, <laughs> I was, like, thinking, like, is that really, like, a marketable thing? Like, I thought it was just one of these things that was playing on Facebook ads that was, like... But then I discovered that it was, like, you know, somehow it was a company worth billions, and I was like, what? How did... How did that escape my attention? <clears throat> and so, dog when, food's a billion dollar industry. <laughs> when I heard, so this is the moment that that, that I found out that Ryan Cohen um, was a major shareholder in, in GameStop and was planning and was and was going to be part of the board of GameStop was whenever like that was that was whenever I texted you and said you got to buy GameStop now. Like I, I'm thinking this guy's smart. He's an entrepreneur. He's worth billions, and uh, and and he sees an opportunity here. I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right, that's it, that's 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 it for me. And to be honest with you, I was very, was very disheartened whenever I saw it drop to forty, and <laughs> the thought crossed my mind: maybe I should just sell. And then then I read on Reddit, someone said, you don't, you can't lose money if you don't sell at a loss. And I'm like, huh, it seems like such a simple concept, but it's true. If you just don't sell at a loss, you can't lose the money. Yep. That's that's just fake losses right there. Nothing nothing's said and done until you sell. And then when you sell, like, you know, just like unrealized gains aren't real gains. I, for a long time, I've been sitting on unrealized gains. Uh, and then now it's down. And realistically, that's all, that's not real money until I, until I put that limit order up for, you know, 1.5 million or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm telling you. Um, 
I'm telling you. Uh, if if that if that if that buy order is real, 634 million shares ordered. That's uh, th- what have you got yourself into, Melvin? Like what? What have you done? <clears throat> like how? I mean, at that point, the stocks are going to go through the roof. Well, here's here's a theory that has been floating around out there, which makes an awful lot of sense. <clears throat> that it didn't start out that like it didn't start out like that. They didn't they didn't start out wake up in the morning and say, you know, we're going to short this thing. You know, we're going to need 634 million shares to borrow. It started out they stopped, shorted it, and then they needed to cover those shorts, right? So they borrowed more shares to then return to the original borrowers or borrowees um, or whatever. Uh, so they bar- they borrowed more shares to cover the original position. So now they've doubled down, right? And now the next short needs to be covered, so they borrowed more to cover those, and they're basically just kicking the can down the road. <clears throat> but at some point or another, they're they're running out of shares to short, and they will be margin called because eventually, the 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 capital requ- or the collateral requirement for borrowing the shares is going to go way up, and then you know the um they're going to get margin called, and they're going to you know they're going to have you know someone's going to not literally but figuratively speaking, someone's going to come knocking on the door saying, all right, all right, we need those shares back. Like you've got to, we can't. <clears throat> We can't keep lending to like if a bank, it's basically like this. Here's a good analogy. If you went out and got a loan, right? So you went out and got a loan for a thousand bucks at the bank, right? And then it's about to get loud in here. And then you didn't pay that loan and you went and got another loan to pay that loan. But now, you know, and so basically you're, you're, you're doubling down. You keep, you keep getting these loans. Eventually the bank's going to be like, all right, all right, just give us our money. Yeah, just give us our money, and I think that's that's likely what it's what's going to happen. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how things go um, this today, this next week, this next month. I don't know when it's going to happen, but boy, when it does, it's going to be it's going to make every other stock look so boring after this is all said and done. Yeah. In fact, all of my, the rest of my portfolio after after it all is said and done, and I reinvest into long positions, I'm probably not going to open up my my brokerage app for probably weeks on end months even i might just be like oh, this is I boring i'd open I, it up and be like only three percent gains get out of here yeah <laughs> I, I will i mean i i do that all the time it's my new facebook yeah yeah actually to be honest with you since this since this whole ki- uh, thing kicked off i haven't been on facebook in a while like i uh my wife asked me she's like have you seen this you know what so-and-so posted i was like i honestly have not seen facebook in probably a month because um, I've I've been either staring at a stock ticker or Reddit um, the <laughs> this entire time diving into some. What's funny is I've been on Reddit a lot longer than you have, mainly yeah. for uh, Uber and Lyft. Uh, whenever I first got into Uber and Lyft, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, probably should let it go because uh, it's about to get loud. Yep. All right. Um, until the next time, folks. We will um, we will talk at you later. I don't know if what next week's going to bring if we're going to be still talking about GameStop or not kind of depends on how this week goes so until the next time we'll catch y'all on the flip flop